Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. This week I have another wonderful guest as we go through our series of female entrepreneurs who have started a business over 50. So I am excited to be joined by Veronique who runs a business called Unique Tenants Consult. Now that is an unusual name because she has an unusual business. So what Veronique does is she empowers distressed residential tenants to exercise their rights to interact confidently with landlords and property managers, to reclaim their respect and dignity lacking in their conflicting relationship. She does this through understanding, empathy, emotional support, industry-specific knowledge, and tailored negotiation strategies. She offers consultations over the phone, email, and via Zoom to help her clients get the best from their rental property. So welcome, Veronique. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, look, there's so much that we can talk about today, but I am excited to um, obviously share your journey as an entrepreneur and particularly someone who started their business over 50. But I do have to say, because I've worked with you, you've been my client for quite some time now, and I love your business. Um, Having, I think most of us have been a tenant in our in our life haven't we and um i did do that introduction but um, in your words tell me what do you what do you do in terms of how do you help people okay um well initially when a client a tenant contacts me it's because they've been having they've been experiencing uh rental grievances or conflicts of some kind with their property managers uh and and licensees so i usually uh identify i ask i I have a discovery call uh, Mm -hmm. initially and uh i ask a lot of questions because i want to identify whether there has been an alleged breach uh to start with um and whether I can help the client, I, I need to establish whether there's a good uh, a good fit for the client. Wonderful. Um, and uh, very often, um, clients are not aware or have been misled about their rights and responsibilities. So I uh, educate and inform them of their rental rights and responsibilities, and uh, make a few suggestions as to how I can help them to negotiate with the, the other party in order to achieve a, um, a satisfactory, mutually satisfactory outcome. So I have to say, listening to that introduction that you just did of your business, um, you're, you're quite, I mean, it's called Unique Tenants Consult, but there is not really anybody out there in the marketplace that's advocating on the side of the tenants and will work with tenants. So it's a very unusual proposition. And um, I guess, tell us why you started that particular business. Like what what inspired you? All right. I've been a tenant myself for the last 12 years. And uh, needless to say, I've had numerous, numerous um, unpleasant incidents with uh, property managers where uh, the legal provisions had been blatantly breached Mm -hmm. um, and where I've had to ring up the the Department of Consumer Protection so many times. I've had to seek advice from Tenancy WA and uh, the unwillingness of property managers to cooperate and even to acknowledge that they haven't complied with the legislation really irritated me and i did think there is not only there is a in my view there is a 
uh, a power imbalance with regard to landlords and tenants rights but the third party the property manager who is uh, expected to to uh, act on behalf of the owner uh, doesn't have a thorough understanding doesn't have uh, uh, the knowledge base required to perform that role efficiently so uh, i've always had a very strong sense of uh, fairness uh, justice ah. and equity and i did think well if it's happening to me it must be happening to all the thousands of tenants <laughs> So I made it my mission to do, and that was even before I started. Uh, I started having the seed of of starting the business. I made it my mission to do some some market research to find out how many tenants were unhappy out there. <laughs> and my goodness, the horror stories kept coming my way. So it really strengthened my resolve to do something about it. And uh, and I think well, it's. Uh, I had this burning desire to better the lives of tenants because the reality is with the economic climate and what's happening in the world, uh, the the housing landscape is changing uh, and mm -hmm. a lot of us will be renting indefinitely because yes. of the... Oh, so many factors. <laughs> and I think therefore a property management and tenants have been, had to be taken seriously because we are key stakeholders in this. Absolutely. Uh, this well, you don't have an yeah, investment property if there's no one living in it. <laughs> so, you know. Absolutely. And, and, and also I what, what really uh, brought it home to me is that housing is a basic uh, fundamental human right. It is not a luxury. It's not uh, something that, that you can avail yourself of if you want to we all no. need to have a home we all need to have a home food and shelter and these are the foundation of us uh going forward and once these needs have been met then we can only uh aspire to have other uh layered needs met yes as well. so i think there's uh there's something very wrong with the uh with not only with our legislation but the way it's being conducted uh, the, the housing and the rental market is over here, absolutely really. absolutely and i have to say having um i've rented a property here in perth i've rented in sydney and i've rented in london yeah. and i've never had such difficult experiences as i did in perth and i've always been what i would consider to be an exemplary tenant and um when i lived in sydney and when i lived in london i never had any issues with either the landlord or the property manager and here in perth we had non-stop battles with um our the rental company and the owner was not of the same mind so often they're acting out of their own decisions and not out of what's the best interest of the owner so it's it's not an experience i'd look forward to ever going back to if i'm honest because and i, and I have to be honest veronica i'm surprised you did any market research because if you speak to anyone i don't know if anyone is happy in their rental property <laughs> so um i feel like there's I've got enough statistic to support that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which I just think um, you give me goosebumps when you say that you're inspired by equity and fairness because that's so. They're some of my really key values as well, and it's exciting to be a champion for people who often feel like they don't have a voice and don't have any power. 
And like you say, it's a really, it's a, it's a really important business that you have. Um, but today <laughs> we are going to talk about um, starting a business when you're over 50, mm-hmm. um, which I know that you fall into that category. So thank you for honestly sharing that because I do believe that th- there are lots of different reasons why we start a business later in life. And um, if you're happy to share, can you tell us what inspired you to start your business at the point that you did? And I guess you shared a little bit of that already. Yes. Look, uh, what I'll say to answer your question now will be probably more from the economic viewpoint. My professional background has been in accounting and human resource management. And uh, uh, after five years of uh, being unemployed and uh, seeking to to secure employment in either one of these fields or even I've been applying for hundreds of uh, even clerical and administration roles in, in other industries. Uh, it was all to no avail, and and it really depleted me on all levels, emotionally, mentally, financially, uh, and I did uh, begin to self doubt. You know, mm-hmm. I did. My gosh, I've sacrificed myself for so many years sitting on university benches and doing so many assignments and sitting for exams, and this is where I'm not. I mean, surely there has to be something better than this and uh, so it took me a while to convince myself that it wasn't me it was the economic environment we were in but i uh, i really wanted to use my knowledge my knowledge and all the skills that i had acquired to uh, to leverage that uh so at the same time i was experiencing my rental issues so right. it just happened uh, the timing was just perfect and i thought well if and, and I, I must say, in addition to the economic uh, climate, uh, I have to agree that uh, ageism did play a big part in my uh-huh. search for employment. I noticed it all the time, all the time. Oh, and I think that's something that we face, many of us women, and it's, we don't even have to be even very old to face it. Um, the world is a very youth-focused market, and I know that um, when I was at last looking for employment, which is over 10 years ago before I had my company, um, even that I found I was bumping up against people a lot younger than myself, and it didn't seem like a flattering comparison. And I'm so sorry that that was your experience because I feel like the as an economy, we have all these wonderful skills that are not getting utilised. And to hear that you were out of work for five years when you've got a um, accounting, bookkeeping, HR background is ridiculous. Um, it doesn't even seem believable, but um, you've lived it through it. And I have to be honest, starting a business takes so much um, drive and tenacity. And I cannot even imagine where you were feeling inside yourself having been out of work for such a long time. So. You must have some real self-determination. <laughs> I do, I do. Look, life hasn't been easy, but uh, I was I was determined to snap out of that frame of mind of mindset that I was not worthy of being employed, yeah. and I uh, and I had to convince myself that it wasn't my fault that it was the employers who didn't <laughs> didn't appreciate oh. <laughs> the potential assets I would be. <laughs> yes, and and I can't imagine. I um I know having um ridiculously because I'd I'd lived out of Perth for a very long time I really struggled to be employed in the Perth market having worked overseas and in Sydney for many years and I found that absurd and so I understand it but I I'm trying to wrap my head around and and I have worked with you and I know this to be true of you have such um, you have such strong belief in what it is that you do but to pick yourself up after five years of unemployment and say I'm going to start a business is 
it's, it's like a Herculean effort. It's really, really big. And so um, I, I guess you were driven by that passion to help people and to make a difference, which is wonderful. But um, you obviously did some research and, and did you, I mean, what were your sort of first few steps in your business? Like what did you kind of start out trying and doing and, and that sort of thing? Well, uh, I realized that after five years being out of the workforce that I needed uh, some reskilling. I needed to be in touch with the workforce again. And I thought, uh, look, I've, I've, I am an advocate for lifelong learning. Uh, I have been known to be to be at university and to be learning for far too long, according to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not even a thing. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to uh, obtain the right knowledge. I wanted to obtain the, the right knowledge. So I did a business course. I love learning. So it was easy for me to make the decision to do the business course. And I also decided if I'm going to uh, uh, educate and advise and impart the right knowledge to, to the tenants, I need to know exactly what the property management course um entails so i did the property management course through rewa as well um, wow. and i must say i must say i had the wonderful uh wonderful and unwavering support of my partner oh uh, he's been my uh, pillar of strength really I, I i couldn't have done it i mean every day i thank him i couldn't have done it without him oh so. you're making me all emotional because <laughs> i i know how that feels and um I, I i like you i'm really lucky to have a wonderful partner who supports me and um i don't know if i would still be here doing what i do without him um because um the days when you have down days if yes. you don't have someone to help pick you up it's really tough and oh, um from your perspective can i ask when you were studying did you find that you were often the oldest in the class because i'm um, having just finished my master's last year yes. I was always the oldest <laughs> and, and by like many years like some of them look like they could be my children um, because a lot of students now during the work environment would go straight from their undergrad to postgrad so I had kids doing their postgrad while in the same classes I was doing my master's and so they were literally 21 and I'm like way older oh. than them so how did that feel how did you find that kind of journey Actually, the business course wasn't too bad because uh, it, it was out of uh, out of the um, university uh, sector, um, mm -hmm. and the majority of us were in my age group. Oh, so fantastic! That was comforting. That was very mm. comforting, reassuring. Uh, however, I must say that personally, I mean, there were a few younger participants as well. Mm. Uh, the issue that I had a great difficulty wrapping my head around was the social media aspect of it. <laughs> the names of all the different platforms coming up and they knew exactly the, the younger generation knew exactly what they were talking, talking about. And quite a few of us were asking, what is it and what does that do? And why would I need it? <laughs> <laughs> so the social media was a big, uh, big learning curve, a huge learning yes. curve for me. But apart from that, the, and our trainer was excellent. There was a good, uh, ambiance atmosphere and a good culture we were there to learn and we we helped each other so mm. yeah, the the age difference wasn't a big issue in, in that business course and with regard to the property management course I did it online uh, uh. I had the option to do it online because I think I'm running a business and time is uh, of the essence I didn't want to waste time getting ready driving parking and, and commuting back yes back. so doing it online at my own pace was was more suitable for me 
Wonderful. And I know online learning definitely has a role to play. And um, I don't know if you felt this, but I, I just certainly had a moment when I was doing my master's because I was so much older than everyone. I'm like, why am I doing this? Am I just simply too old to be? Uh, it's quite an interesting feeling. The, the, yeah, yeah the, the self-doubt that you put in yourself kind of going, ah, oh, should I be doing this? And um, it feels it's quite interesting when you think you're very like I'm in a very well-established business. I'm very comfortable with my expertise. And yet I still had these quiet big moments of self-doubt out and um kind of like am i do i have a right to be in the room and it's quite um it's quite funny to face those fears and it's um i'm actually really lucky my mum um had took an education when she was older and she was doing her master's while I was doing my undergrad so she was quite a lot older than me now and I was always really inspired by her because she was a single mum and um, she'd raised my brother and I and pursued a career and been re-educated and she kind of just said yes but the whole education was so important and she was really a believer in that and that's what made me pursue my master's um, you know and be the oldest in the class and now I've got it and I think oh yeah I'm so proud of that I did it but I definitely had thank you I definitely had (laughs) I had so many moments of believing that I shouldn't be in the room and I think that I wonder how often we're sitting in the room when we feel like we shouldn't be there and I think especially as women and especially women as we get older we really become and this is something I speak to a lot about with many of my clients is the sense that as women the, the society values youth so much but they value young women so much and so we often perceive that I'm not I'm not an interesting sexual being anymore I'm just an old frumpy middle-aged woman and there's so much tied up in that and for you to have experienced that ageism it's really an awful feeling but now you're running your own business the irony of it is that um, age brings experience and so people think Absolutely, and that's what I think the uh, the attitude and the mindset of employers in general has mm. to change because by not uh, by not appreciating the the older or more mature workforce, they are missing out on on experience and wisdom. You know, they're missing out on so much. And I I so agree with you, but the experience and wisdom comes in so many different guises. And even if we haven't been employed, like a lot of a lot of my listeners are maybe um, have been had breaks, like career breaks to be stay at home mums. And whilst we're doing that, like I, I look now at the skills that I have and how organized I am as a parent compared to what I was like when I was in a workplace not as a parent um you bring some amazing skills my negotiation skills I I could talk anyone off a roof any day of the week I I can negotiate with two teenage boys being a parent is the role that doesn't come with a handbook does it no see the skills that you acquire if you're on a career break or things like that are so valuable to a, a workplace and I don't know if those are ever valued at all um you know you can put them on your resume and I'm sure employers read through it and you just think no genuinely I have great negotiation skills <laughs> yes you do want that. <laughs> one thing I'd like to say we both we've both talked about self-doubt we've all mm. experienced self-doubt at some stage so that's that's really the uh, uh, imposter syndrome isn't it mm. Uh, and you you mentioned why am I doing this and should yes, I yes yes is it worth my while doing it and look we all experience it I I experience it every day but then you have to be strong enough and you have to really believe in yourself and you have to stay mm. true to your to your goals and and uh, keep your eyes focused on your goal and tell yourself that is the reason why I'm doing it and no one I'm not. 
and I won't oh. let anyone or anybody interfere between me and my goal. Okay. Yeah. You're in my way, get out of my way because this is where I want to go. Oh, and, and I have to say, having worked with you for quite some time now, Veronique, that's always the person that I see when I work with you is oh, this you. I, I see this woman on a mission to help people and empower people and to help people actually enjoy the rights that they're legally entitled to That's which sounds cool. absurd that we have to enforce that in our society yeah. but um, yeah. I always see a very confident woman when I work with you and so it's interesting that you I, I think a lot of people probably see a confident woman they see me as well that we're all plagued with self-doubt aren't we yes we all do we all do and it's a matter of uh I think being comfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So coming out of our comfort zone every mm. day, you learn something new, you you do something new, you meet someone new. So we're out of our comfort zone, and uh, I train myself to actually use these uh, moments or mm. to um, to make me a better person. How can I use what I've learned today and how can I share that with, with my tenants and, and my community uh, to enrich the life of, of other people as well, to make their lives better? Because this, yeah. is, what I, this is what I want. Um, and, and what really, one thing that really drove me to, uh, if I can digress a little. Please bit, do, yes. <laughs> that really drove me to start my business is... Um, um, I'm sure you're aware that the United Nations have uh, 17 goals in their sustainable development um, charter project charter. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and I went through all of them because I really want, I really want to leave some kind of legacy, uh, at least in the professional domain. I know what my legacy, what is the legacy I want to leave within my family and my son. Uh, but I thought professionally, I really, I haven't studied for so many years for nothing. I'd mm. like to some legacy. Absolutely. So I went through the goals and I picked goal number 16 uh, to be my uh, my guiding light or my guiding... Uh, Raison d'etre. <laughs> So, if I can quote goal number six. Please do, yes. So, quote, to promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all, and build effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels, unquote. So, oh. this is what I want to do. This is wow. contribution. <laughs> this is my contribution to the... Uh, to the uh, rental market. Um, wow. It is well known that there is an imbalance of power. The legislation is not working in the in favor of uh, tenants. And that has been shown by the interstates legislations having been reformed mm. and setting minimum standards of, uh, of accommodation. So my small contribution is to be a trailblazer to better and enrich the lives of tenants and this is what guides me oh my goodness veronique that's so beautiful i don't know if i can add anything to that oh, oh, thank oh. You. Thank i will just say to my listeners um i'm not driven by the same um north star that veronique is but i definitely have a vision in my mind of why i run my business and i would recommend if you're starting a business to be really clear on what your why is because it's what gets us up every morning and i know what my why is really clearly but yours is so my goodness i've got goosebumps i could hardly talk it's so beautiful 
Now, look, I know you and I can talk all day, so I yeah. will be mindful of our time. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had you on the show. I'm so grateful for your generous and honest sharing of your experience because I think it's really helpful for us to see other women that have had journeys not dissimilar to our own, that have had challenges, um, that we all face those. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, to all of my listeners, um, please read the show notes to see how you can collect um, – goodness connect with Veronique um, and unique tenants consult so um, her business is based in Western Australia and because of legislation she can only support businesses here or um, tenants here but please do check her out and recommend her because I'm certain we all have someone in our life that could do with her help so Veronique thank you again for your time it's been delightful having you on the show Thank you, Sarah. It's been a pleasure being here and chatting with you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So thank you all again for listening to another episode of The Social Circus. I look forward to chatting with you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.